Devin Peacock was talking with London lawyer Kevin Egan about the Elgin Middlesex Detention Center and some of the concerns that exist there. Like, how much screening of staff is there? Because they're coming and going. We already know about overcrowding. Well, how about things like the inmates who have been given early release, but how crowded is it still? Uh, what if there is an outbreak? That's been a concern in every detention center anywhere, no matter what kind of security. What if there is an outbreak within the detention center? What do you do? That could have a humongous impact in terms of the number of cases. Well, joining us right now is Chris Jackal. He's a correctional officer, and he is the co-chair of the 2017 bargaining team with the Ontario Corrections Division, MERC. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time for us. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having some time for me. Well, why don't we begin with getting in the door because there is screening at hospitals and questions are asked and as much as maybe you can't get to every little thing that might come to you it's still important to be asking those questions and be vigilant about addressing anybody who might be trying to get in who may have the COVID-19 virus how much screening of staff do you believe there is going on at Elgin Middlesex Detention Center or even any detention center uh, well, right now, there really is uh, very little screening being done uh, anywhere. What they are calling it right now is passive screening, uh, meaning that there is uh, some signage posted at the entrance. Uh, individuals are sort of required to read the sign, and uh, there's a few questions on there on whether or not they have a headache or felt feverish or traveled out of the country. And then if they answer yes, then they are to take some certain steps. Um, we don't feel that this is sufficient. We feel that we need active screening, which involves um, someone, someone qualified to uh, meet, us, meet staff and uh, non-staff members at the door of all of our institutions and take a few more um, enhanced steps, such as taking individuals' temperature, and then uh, asking some more pointed questions about recent travel or other symptoms that may, 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 may exist. Now, we have been in negotiations and discussions with the employer um, on this for several, several days, or if not longer, and we are moving towards that. Uh, it's been a very long and tedious process. Uh, we've run into some issues that no one can really account for, such as you know, equipment, for instance, thermometers, um, but regardless, we still think that the, we're worried that this is happening a little bit too slow and it should have happened quicker. Yeah, I'm, I think that's surprising all of us right now. The idea that there is still no actual human being at the door because a human being can at least look and say, you know what, you don't look too good. Or you know what, you you look potentially feverish. Can I ask you some more questions? Can we do this? Just a sign. I mean, a sign is something you might see the first day and then it just becomes something that looks like wallpaper. Uh, uh, agreed. I mean, and, and you know, thankfully, we are moving forward. Uh, you know, I, I do uh, want to acknowledge that the ministry is continuing to have conversations and discussions and negotiations with us, and, and that is positive for sure. Um, we've had some conversations with other jurisdictions, uh, other provincial corrections jurisdictions, and some of them aren't even to the point that we're at. So in some instances, we are a little bit ahead of uh the curve compared to uh, uh, compared to some of our uh, uh, the other fellow justice partners. 
We are talking with Chris Jackal. He's a correctional officer, so he knows the ins and outs of detention centers and how everything operates and some of the concerns that would exist. He is also the 2017 bargaining team chair, and he is looking at what the situation is right now at detention centers such as the Elgin Middlesex Detention Center. And Chris, with the EMDC, overcrowding has been an issue for so long. And we've heard that some inmates, as many as perhaps 60, have been given early release. But I don't know what that would do to conditions there that you know, sometimes tell us there are four people in a cell and people staying in areas of the prison that you wouldn't expect them to have to stay in. So what can you tell us about overcrowding and, and that sort of thing? Uh, the, the ministry has taken some very positive steps in terms of general overcrowding across the province. Uh, somewhere around a thousand offenders across the province um, have have been released, either been given temporary absence or released early. So that relieves um, a lot of pressures. I cannot spe- speak specifically to Elgin Middlesex capacity because I just don't know what their numbers are. But knowing that uh, a number of beds have become available elsewhere in the province. Um, if Elgin Middlesex needed to move some bodies, there would be a greater opportunity to do so and address their overcrowding issues if they're if they're in fact experiencing it right now. The the one institution that I would like to flag that is uh, facing some overcrowding is uh, as of today is Thunder Bay Jail. Thunder Bay Jail is um, unique a little bit more because of the geography. The nearest institution from Thunder Bay Jail is about six hours away. So in order for them to move a few bodies, that's a, it's a huge process, and they are facing that right now. You know, and, and that is a problem. If we were to see an outbreak in an institution that is overcrowded, that can in all likelihood cause a lot of problems. But, I mean, Absolutely. I do want to you know, thank that, the ministry that we are working together and the union we are working together. Hopefully we can avoid any of this. But, you know, my, my fear is that it's a little bit too slow. We need to keep moving and moving quicker. There is a doctor who years ago said, if there's a pandemic, first of all, plan on there being one. Second of all, plan on getting sick just so that you have those bases covered. It may not happen, but everybody builds contingency plans. Whatever organization you're a part of, you have to look and say, even if that organization is your household, if somebody does get this, what would we do? How would we handle this? How about contingency plans and protocols for potential outbreaks at detention centers? What do we know about that? We are again. We are working towards that. Um, a lot of it, unfortunately, is um, you know, as one of my counterparts makes the claim that uh, it's like we're trying to build a plane as we're flying. Um, so we have advocated for these discussions a long time ago. Um, unfortunately, some of those sort of fell on deaf ears until we're in this situation now. Um, we do have some plans in place, and others remain a work in progress. Well, we wish you the best. Now, I guess as a last note, um, workers may or may not want to come to work in various situations. Do workers have the, the right to refuse unsafe work? Could that be a concern at detention centers like Elgin Middlesex Detention Center? Well, under the Occupation Health and Safety Act, every worker in Ontario has the has a right to refuse. Uh, different categories have different limits to those rights um correctional officers and correctional workers under the act have have a limited uh, a more of a limited right to refuse uh notwithstanding that they do have that right and then usually that gets determined uh, by a by a ministry of labor inspector um visit or or interview 
in that situation. We've had some work refusals across the province, and um, you know that that is that is one of our realities for sure. Well, we want to thank you, Chris, for being here and for kind of laying out the situation. And you can kind of feel the trepidation that is out there. And here's hoping we don't get to a point where we have to deal with it in any of our detention centers. Chris Jackal joining us, correctional officer and 2017 bargaining team chair with the Ontario Corrections Division, MERC. Anything else that you would like us to know about the current situation other than you're progressing toward it, albeit maybe a little slowly? I do want to uh, give a huge shout out to all the correctional officers and correctional staff members in Ontario. They're doing an awesome job. A lot of people are coming to work and and facing adversity and dealing with their own personal struggles and childcare and, uh, you know, elder care issues. And, you know, everyone's doing an amazing job and a shout out to everyone. Well, definitely. And I think everybody else will echo that. Keep up the good work and keep up the, the road to hopefully some better conditions and some maybe better solutions than you have now. Chris, thanks so much for being with us this afternoon. Thank you for your time. That is Chris Jackal, correctional officer and somebody who knows the ins and outs of a prison.